Vox Bus. You know, one of the most sincere ways of being connected with a partner is to inquire and ask questions about who they are, what they're experiencing, to be curious about their world. You know, instead of the typical end of the day question of how was your day, honey? You want to ask something like, what was the one thing that excited you the most about your day? Or what challenges did you overcome today? Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prevo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. So welcome everybody to this episode, Curiosity Can Improve Relationships. And this is a monologue and I talk about how being more curious about your partner and people in your lives can really transform your relationship, especially out of boredom. I talk about refocusing out of conflict and instead being curious of your partner and not concluding and judging. I talk about different questions that you can ask instead of, hey honey, how was your day? And of course, I share with you some personal stories about how curiosity and relationships have shown up in my life. And before we get on to the episode, I want to thank Dan in Washington and Josie in New York for supporting the podcast and giving a donation in the recent week. It really means a lot to me, and it lets me know that people are getting something beneficial out of this podcast, and that warms my heart. So if you do want to support the podcast with a financial donation, you can go to my webpage, heartsharecounseling.com, and click on support the podcast page, and you can leave a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Thank you. And thank you for the folks that have left a review on Apple Podcast. And those of you that haven't, I would love to hear what you think about it. And last, don't be shy. Get to my website, heartsharecounseling.com. Click on the podcast page and go down and hit that button and leave a question, a relationship question. It will go directly into a voicemail to me that I will answer it on a future podcast. And maybe I'll change it from like a Dear Abby to a Dear Prepo section. Okay, folks. So here we go. Curiosity can improve your relationships. Let's talk about it. You know, I was just reflecting on this past weekend. I went to fix and repair our spring water source. We have a gravity-fed water source that comes down from the mountain a couple hundred yards from our house. And once in a while, I got to go fix it replace some hose and some buckets and I was going to replace a bucket and it's not easy to do and it's a steep hike up there and I was just thinking of how I was kind of dreading it and not looking forward to the experience and I was walking outside and 
started walking across the bridge to the, over the creek and started seeing how the sun was shining in through some ridge of the mountains and hitting some beautiful moss. And all of a sudden, my perspective just really changed from assuming what my experience was going to be, and especially that I was dreading it. And I started getting more curious of my surroundings and what I was seeing and the beauty of how the mushrooms were starting to come up. And thinking about our spring and how it's been there for at least 30 years and how does it do that? And I started feeling more lighter and more joyful. And of course, it just dawned on me how simple the perspective is to change, especially when we get curious. And then I started reflecting on how amazing it is that my wife and I can be having the same experience at one time. We're in the same room, we're having the same conversation, same sounds are happening, but it could be a totally different experience for each one of us. And it happens very, very frequently. I mean, it happens all the time in my office with couples. They're going back and forth talking about an experience, usually a conflict or an argument that they were having, and they're going back and forth telling each other, no, that's not how it was. No, that's not what I felt. No, that's not what I said. And they just go back and forth and defending their own experiences. And the one thing that they're not doing as they're spiraling down and getting more and more disconnected is they're not getting curious about the other person's experience, even curious about their own experience if they're really seeing it or perceiving it or hearing it that way. It happens all the time, this lack of curiosity and how detrimental that can be for couples, especially when they're going through some conflict, some disagreement. Getting curious can so improve that moment. Just think, instead of going back and forth and defending and explaining your own experience, that you're asking your partner, how did you feel when I said that to you? And at one point in our conversation, did you feel closer to me? Or did you feel farther away from me? What were you assuming that I was feeling and thinking? Or even, of course, I wonder what you might want or need from me right now to feel closer to me. That last one is actually going more into connection and repair, but it's curiosity. It's not globalizing and assuming what our partner wants or what they think. I mean, each of us have our own unique interests, our own life experiences, our fears, our hopes, what we grew up with, our own, our own genetic makeup that, of course, influences us. It is absolutely fascinating, and it can be absolutely frustrating to have these human experiences, especially in partnership. We can be sharing a life with somebody, living with somebody, and literally not really knowing what they're experiencing or what is driving their behavior or what is causing them to respond this way. 
and the less curious that we are about our partner's experience, then the more that we're prone to make all sorts of assumptions about their experience according and based on our experience. And then we can do things and say things that are really from a perspective that is uninformed and out of reality. I see this every day with couples. They become irritated and frustrated because they're forming these incorrect assumptions of what's going on in the other person and having these unrealistic expectations. And they end up saying things and doing things that will shut the other person down. And this is really narrow-minded. It's not enriching the relationship. It's not bringing openness and a perspective of understanding. And that comes from curiosity. I love to give this analogy. I think it was from a movie called City of Angels about 20 years ago with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. And Nicolas Cage was an angel that came to earth. He fell in love with a human. And Meg Ryan, of course. And there was this exquisite part in the movie where they were sitting down and she was eating a peach. And he asked her a question. He said, what does a peach taste like? And she looked at him incredulously and she said, you don't know what a peach tastes like? And he looked at it and he said, I don't know what a peach tastes like to you. He was curious of her experience. He had the own experience of what a peach tastes like, but he wanted to know her and her world, what a peach tastes like to her. I just thought that was such a beautiful analogy. And I might even told this on another podcast, this story, because I love it so. But I think keeping that in mind, I know makes me pause and not take a situation just for granted that I know what my wife is thinking or feeling or experiencing. She's experiencing something totally different than I am experienced or I have experienced. I love when, you know, we tell stories over and over. I really do. We have some exciting stories. We lived exciting lives also when we were individuals before we met when we were single. And we had a lot of traveling stories and beautiful experiences that I love when we share with each other. And my wife, at one time, she sailed a 100-foot sailboat from Lisboa, Portugal, uh, all the way to Venezuela with only about 20 people on it. And she tells this story. It's a beautiful story of hitchhiking her way through Central America and Mexico and through the States. And I've heard these stories over and over. And instead of getting frustrated or angry or impatient that she's telling these stories over and over, I just ask her a different question, a question that I don't know about. And when I ask something new and I'm curious and she gives me another glimpse of her world from that experience, then the story gets larger and wider and even more beautiful. It just doesn't repeat, especially when I'm not stuck in the mindset of like, ah, here she goes again. I know exactly what story that is and what the lesson is that she's going to say or the point that she wants to make or just how she shares. But anyway, I got to tell you, I just love if she's even doing that because 
those of you that listen to her on the podcast, I just love hearing her voice. Well, <laughs> I just love hearing her voice. And there are times I think that I get a little bit unfocused and maybe not hearing all her words because I'm just listening to the beautiful sounds, the way she speaks. So I got to plug that in. I love that, honey. But getting back to that focus around when I am getting curious and not stuck in a rut of assumptions, then our life together actually expands with beautiful curiosity and wonder and really understanding I don't know everything about this person, even though I live with them every day and exchange experiences with them in 25 years. There is so much that I don't know about her and her experiences and her feelings and her hopes and her adventures and friendships. But if I'm curious, then that's where it becomes more and more novel and exciting and fresh and new. You know, there's some research that shows that most breakups in relationships don't end because of conflicts or financial difficulties but they end because of boredom. They get bored with each other. They don't start expressing and showing aspects of themselves that's new and exciting. Their own creativity is not coming out because when our own creativity is not coming out, then we're not sharing it with other people and we expect the other person to entertain us, the other person to inspire us. You know, that's how a lot of affairs also start is the newness and the curiosity and the adventure of a new connection. Sure, I know that is very unique in its own way, but we can sure bring a lot of that energy of curiosity into the relationship that we're living and having and experiencing day to day. You know, one of the most sincere ways of being connected with a partner is to inquire and ask questions about who they are, what they're experiencing, to be curious about their world. You know, instead of the typical end-of-the-day question of, how was your day, honey? You want to ask something like, what was the one thing that excited you the most about your day? Or what challenges did you overcome today? What do you appreciate about something that you did or said today? You want to ask specific questions. You want to ask open-ended questions so your partner just doesn't say, fine, yes, no, did you have a good time today? Yes. You know, when my wife asked me more questions about what my day was like, how did I feel about my day, sometimes she asked me, do you feel like you had authentic moments today? And mm, I got to reflect back and I've got to be curious about myself and see did I experience authentic moments in the day? And how do I want to express those authentic moments to her? She also asked questions like, were you good to yourself today? She is big on that. She wants me to be good to myself. Meaning, did I take a walk? Did I take a break? Did I get outside perhaps and get some sun on my face? Did I think loving thoughts of myself and appreciative thoughts? Be present in your inquiry to your partner. I bet you sure were in the beginning of your relationship and how that curiosity really fostered a beautiful connection of intimacy 
and excitement to be with the person. I know in beginning relationships, you want to know so much about the other person. So there's a lot of curiosity. And hopefully they're very curious of your world. And so that you get to be known of who you are. Don't let every day and the mundane and the routine of life stop you from being curious about other people in your life. Of course, your partner, but also your family and your kids and your friends, co-workers. When we're more curious about the people in our lives, again, the relationship really expands and we really feel that we're in it very differently than just walking through it. And of course, curiosity and questions of wonder are very different than inquiring into trying to pinpoint something against your partner or to nail them for some information. Because I get a lot of couples that one partner will say, yeah, all those questions are coming at me because she just wants to find out where I'm messing up or where I just pulled a lie on her, where I was telling the truth. It's a gotcha moment. That's why I don't like all the questions. Don't do the gotcha moment. I even think it's good to have uh, a routine of inquiry and curiosity. I tell couples to have their check-ins, maybe a weekly check-in, and they can ask questions to each other of like, what did we get right as a couple this week? And each partner goes and reflects over the week, and they go through their mind and they think of, hmm, what did we get right as a couple? How did we navigate something that really worked out well? Was it a discussion? Was it a plan? Was it the way that we handled another family member? What did we get right as a couple? Another question of curiosity can be, what were we challenged by this week? And you can talk about the challenge, not go back into the argument and the defending about what happened. You can just be more curious about, hmm, this is what we were challenged by. We couldn't come to an agreement of where to go on our vacation. Hmm. We were challenged by not having enough physical and sexual intimacy in the last couple of weeks. Maybe we were challenged by not prioritizing and spending enough quality time with each other. But if you're doing it from a curiosity and an interest standpoint, then you'll get out of the way of an accusatory and blame focus. I also like a forward-thinking curiosity question for couples of like, What's coming up this week for us that we need to put attention to or that we need to get agreements about? That helps each other also be curious and interested in what's going on for the other person in the coming week. And when you know what's going on for that person, for instance, if you know your partner is going to have, let's say, a challenging uh, luncheon with a coworker or they have a meeting or a doctor's appointment, then again, don't just ask, how was your day, honey? You want to ask, hey, I know that you were thinking about this meeting that was coming up and you were nervous about it. Can you tell me what you experienced? Or, hey, you were really excited to talk to your mother on the phone because you wanted to bring up that subject to her. Did that happen? Man, how was it for you? I know when I inquire and ask questions like that to my wife, she really appreciates how seen and heard that she feels because she knows that I'm paying attention to her world and I'm holding that space, a space inside of my world, in my head, about what's going on for her. 
and I'm being curious of how she's navigating that part of her world. So it brings the relationship fresh and present, and there's a kind of cherishing. Yeah, there's a kind of cherishing energy that goes into that. I know when I cherish something, I take really good care of it. I treat it really well. And another person feels also very cherished when you're interested and curious about what is going on in their moments of their life. I mean, I think it's a really good question to ask yourself. If your partner died or people around you died, would you really feel that you knew everything about them? Would there be questions that you wish that you would have asked or that you would have known about them? I know people tell me that they wish they would have asked their parents these questions or their grandparents questions about you know, what were their struggles in life when they were growing up or did they have the fears of parenting the way that you might have fears of your parenting? Did they have dreams that weren't fulfilled? How satisfied were they in the life that they were living? I know there's so many people that wish that they would have asked those questions. There's a question that I don't know if I could have asked when I was younger, but this really comes up for me many, many times when I reflect back on my childhood. I was really fortunate. I grew up with both sets of grandparents were alive. Uh, my first grandparent died when I was in my 20s. And so I had my grandparents, at least one grandparent, all the way up till two years ago. But I also had a set of great-grandparents growing up, and they came over from Russia during the pogroms, and this was just after um, World War I. And I was about six or seven years old, and I remember this memory is so vivid, of my great-grandfather. His name was Avram Abraham. And he would wake up from a nap when dinner was ready, and he would go into what we would call the women's bathroom. My grandmother had a regular bathroom, but then she had the women's bathroom. It was kind of pinkish, and it had you know, a perfume table and so forth. And my great-grandfather would put on all of this woman's perfume before dinner, and you can smell him as he walked down, before he even walked down the hallway. You could smell him coming from a long way. And my great-grandmother and my grandmother would get really upset, and they would yell at him, why are you smelling like that? Why do you always do that? And he would just smile and just walk into the dinner table and kind of chuckle and laugh. And people were just waving their hands just to, you know, the strong sense of that smell and perfume. Now, no, the question is, I didn't want to ask him if he was gay. That's not what I was thinking, especially at six years old. But I do remember this thought. I was told that my great-grandfather was a medic in the Russian army uh, in World War I. He was a medic because he was a cabinet maker, so I guess he was good with his hands. So this is what I thought. This was my fantasy conclusion of maybe why he put the perfume in. 
I would imagine being a medic in in a war that you see a lot of death and death is all over. The smell of death is over. What I thought was that he had so much experience with the smell of death that he needed to have a sweet smelling experience around him more and more because he never talked about the war. Most men that are in war don't want to talk about war. So I was always curious if maybe that assumption that I had of why he would put perfume on had something to do with that. But I'll never know. Of course, I never asked. But then I asked my father and my grandmother and they didn't know because they never asked. So I know there's many things that we won't know about people, but we'll know more if we get curious and ask. And you can cultivate a curious mind. And I think it especially has to do with seeing the world from a different perspective. I had a friend at Esalen when I lived there. His name was Christoph. And Christoph was cool. He was from Germany and he was like a a different bird. I remember one day in the lodge where we ate the dining hall, he walked in and he had a patch on his right eye. And I was worried about him. I said, Christoph, man, are you okay? What happened to your eye? And he looked at me and he said, no, I just wanted to look at the world through my right eye. I thought, wow, that is so cool. He was just spending the day to be curious of what his world would be looking out the left eye, not the right eye, the left eye, because he had the patch on his right eye. And he did this on other days where it was his smelling day. And he was just really curious about the smells. He used his senses to focus on and just be really curious from those senses. One thing that he was doing was he was really training his curiosity to see the perspective from a different taking. So just think if some of us, especially just focused on really hearing through the day, really hearing the sounds and the tones, and of course, the words, how they're spoken, maybe the meaning that's coming through the words, coming in the person's voice. If we spent a little bit more time doing that with our partner, really, really hearing them and not concluding real fast with our own experience or with our own judgments, with our own conclusions, I said conclusions twice, didn't I? Yeah, (laughs) because that's what we do. We conclude. Instead of suspending reality for the moment and being curious. But I know when I'm truly, truly listening to my wife, I start to really understand her from a very, very different perspective. Not so much my perspective of who she is, but also just allowing her to express more of her own rhythm, and hear that. You know, like when she fades off in a word that she might say and elongate it, there's something underneath there that if I really hear it, I'll understand her differently. To really see if she does get emotional, maybe a tear starts to develop when she is telling a story. She's moved. And I don't have to go fix it. I don't have to go ahead and make it all better. I can just really hold the space when I'm being curious and interested 
with compassion and care. I love those moments when I'm there. And I'm not there as many moments as I would like to. But that's the practicing path. The moments I'm there, I know that's key. That's a key to a a, a thriving relationship. And you know, another key, of course, in conflict is when we self-soothe and self-regulate. It is very beneficial to control our own reactions in emotional encounters. But we also must engage in perspective-taking, or the conflict will stay the same. Self-inquiry or doing that as a couple can get you unstuck from conflict and gridlock. Yes, you can do the inquiry process together as a couple. What are we doing that's making it difficult for us to get what we want? Closeness, love, connection. And of course, that individual process of that inquiry, what am I doing that's making it difficult for me to get what I want? Love, connection, respect. That self-inquiry process of curiosity can help you move out of conflict faster than a lot of other tools that we've been told. Because again, when we're getting curious of our experience or our partner's experience, we're not doing the back and forth, the she said, he said, the blaming, the I'm right, you're wrong. I just experienced that wonder and curiosity can prevent a lot of arguments and hurt feelings. It can also foster closeness and lessen our negative judgments. And it creates fertile ground to have more open discussions. But I think to have those encounters with other people, we have to really foster that within ourselves. We have to be really curious about our own life and our own experiences. And of course, one way to do that is bring more novelty into our lives, into our day-to-day life, more adventure and more curiosity. There was a day many years ago that I was telling my wife how I was getting bored and I wanted to travel and I hadn't traveled internationally for some years and and I was just kind of getting bored of the States and bored of Asheville. And my wife just said to me, well, why don't you go out in Asheville tonight and act like that you are a traveler and you just arrived? And I thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. So I remember parking the car and getting out of the car about six, seven o'clock at night and just kind of doing a, a 360 circle right in the spot that I was in. And I wanted to vibe out where I was going to walk. I didn't want to walk to the same places. I wanted to go where my body was telling me to go. I wanted my, to be curious of that, of that energy that was speaking to me, that was guiding me to go. And I started walking down streets and alleys that I didn't walk before. I started seeing little nooks and crannies about Asheville that I hadn't because I would only use my mind and decide where I wanted to go instead of feeling where I wanted to go and go for the adventure and not just the same footprints that I was doing for many years. And then I remember I went into a bookstore, a local bookstore called Malaprops, and I would go in there hundreds of times in the past. And instead of gravitating towards the self-help books, the self-growth books, 
I just did what I did outside and just kind of spun myself a little bit around and where did my body, where did, where was it attracted to? And I started being pulled to this counter and on the counter had a little pamphlet of the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution, a little handbook for like $4. And I'm thinking, what? I'm going to go ahead and buy a hand, little small pocketbook of the Constitution. Okay, so I did. Four bucks, put it in my pocket. And the night went on. Magical synchronicity things are happening because I'm being curious. I'm not, again, doing the same old thing. Go into a restaurant I never went into. Sat at the bar, which I usually don't do. And there was another woman sitting there. We struck up a conversation. And about 15 minutes in the conversation, she's talking about, yes, the Constitution. The Constitution of the United States, the supreme law of the United States. And she was trying to cite some amendment. And I reached in my pocket like a mischievous magician. And I went, voila, and pulled out the handbook of the Constitution, and I read the exact amendment, and we had a hilarious, profound, and magical moment. And I attribute that whole night because of curiosity, because of allowing myself to wonder and wander. And it was such a beautiful story to be able to come home and tell my wife. And that enriched our relationship my curiosity and what I experienced from outside of our relationship, I got to bring that into our relationship. I got to share my feelings, my experience, my surprise, my new connection to myself that I could actually create an evening of awe like that, of awe and wonder, and share that with her. And that enhanced our relationship. So you have an opportunity every day to improve your relationships through curiosity. So get creative. Get creative in your relationships and in your life. And I'm curious, how are you going to make yourself a beautiful day? <laughs> Had to get that in. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Auxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Auxbus. Thank you.